What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Vegas, a.k.a. Mr. 702, live from the building, and we are about to go under the armor. There is no greater harm than time wasted. I consider my time to be a limited and precious resource. Money can be made and budgets can be readjusted. However, once time is wasted, you never get any more time. To me personally, time is precious. If you knew the exact day, time, that you would pass from this world, how would that impact how you are living today? How would that impact how you would go about your day-to-day routine? How would that impact how you would live for the next month, for the next year? Now, I am not saying to become a machine that never wastes time, that never sits on the couch and watches one more episode of our favorite show, that never lays in a bed on a Sunday and be lazy and look at a little social media. A person like that A person that does not enjoy those moments, I feel they're going to break sometime down the future. So I'm not asking you to become a machine and lose all your humanity. However, what I will say is that the mismanagement of time is unethical. We spend so much time on things, my question is, are you spending it on things which you would consider an investment? Think about it like this. You're going to spend time regardless. You have a limited amount of resource of it. However, the way you spend your time, is that leading you closer to failure? Or is that leading you closer to success? Time is such a fickle thing. And in a blink of an eye, you will go from your roaring 20s with your good knees. You will then enter your mindful 30s. And before you know it, you are in your enlightened 40s. And when you are 40, do you think you are closer to death or closer to life? If you look at it as a resource then every thought and action can be judged upon a few measurements. And it's like this. Am I using my time to get me to where I want to go? Or am I using my time in a way that is going to be destructive? Now, this can be viewed in all areas of life. You want a great job. You want a wonderful relationship. You want to get in the best shape possible. You want to learn a new skill. All of these are going to be based on time. So we all know that we have 24 hours in a day. And for most of us, we work eight hours a day, if not more. That leaves us with 16 hours. Now, let's just say you get seven hours of sleep. I know some of us is moving, pushing closer to five. And I know some of us is 
pushing closer to eight. So let's just say we get seven hours of sleep per day. That's going to leave us with nine hours after that. Then let's be honest. While we may live in a world where we are working from home due to the pandemic and everything else, the average commute time for an adult is an hour. So now we have eight hours left of our day. Now, Let's just say you are a person that is going to the gym. You're trying to keep yourself in shape. You are trying to live in a way where you don't have to take a bunch of um, pills and you don't have to be on a bunch of prescriptions. So now you set aside an hour for physical fitness. Now that's seven hours you have. When you sprinkle in parenting and schooling and, and, and don't add studies Man, according to research, the average person has about four and a half hours of free time per week. Now, I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like sometimes we're off on a weekend. However, like I said, when you factor in if you work multiple jobs or if you're a parent or if you have a full household, the average person states that they only have about four and a half hours of free time per week. Now, how are you going to spend that? And though I can't tell you what to spend it on. If you're an entrepreneur, you're probably going to spend it on entrepreneurial things. If you're a mom, you're probably going to spend it on, you know, spending more time with your kids. If you're a family, you're probably going to spend it on doing more family things. But what I will tell you is how you spend it has to be in a way that it is pushing you and you feel comfortable with saying this is time well spent and well invested into things that I feel are important. Wasting of your time is unethical, but wasting of other time should be an abomination. And I know that we are now living in a world where every podcast and you jump on YouTube and you jump on our different social media um, avenues and it's all about dating and, you know, men are doing this and women are doing that. And, you know, we got the red pill versus the blue pill. And then we have Kevin over here just creating a whole bunch of just sparks as far as how women feel about what he says to him. But at the end of the day, especially in interpersonal relationships, it cannot be time wasted. Whether you are dating that person, whether that is family, whether that is friends, time wasted on time wasted of another person's is so rude and so disrespectful. Because if you want to waste your own time, that's on you. But if you waste another person's time, that's something that they cannot get back. That's a resource that they cannot reattain. And I think that we as a people have to become more aware and more mindful and more diligent on just the wasting of time. Because it's not coming back. This last year is gone. And so if you have not done anything to progress yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, then you just spent a whole year in the house doing nothing. And to to me, that is one of the most saddest things that you could have done during this time. Now, I don't feel like you should have been able to do everything you wanted to do, but there should have been some skills, there should have been some healing, there should have been some reflection of oneself, and you should go out into this new world, this post-pandemic world, with a different you than what entered the pandemic, because we know that we just spent a year and a half with an opportunity to better ourselves, and if you 
And if you take that and you catapult it and you move on to the next phase and the next opportunity, then you should always be moving forward and always trying to maximize time. No matter how old you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter what type of job you have, no matter if you're single, if you're married, if you're trying to be married, your time is the most precious gift, not only that you have for yourself, but that you can give to another person. So just remember that this is the one resource that is limited because you will close your eyes and you will open them back up and 10 years will have passed. Live in the moment. The time is now. We hear these quotes quite often. And while there is some truth to them, they are also very dangerous and toxic practices. In the world of 2001, we have instant access to everything. Information, food, technology, entertainment, comfort. We no longer have to exert a lot of effort into fulfilling our wills, whims, or desires. We can purchase food, goods, service from the comfort of our couch. We can now operate almost anything in our house from the push of our cell phone. This is in combination with the fact that social media has influenced us to always want things here and now. We have apps and technology that will give you the keynotes to books so you don't have to read the entire thing. We are now become a society that we always are looking for the shortcut and we always are seeking instant gratification. Personal growth is experienced through hardship, hard work, and adversity. Long-term goals require steadfast effort. Instant gratification, to me personally, is extremely dangerous and ultimately toxic. It can lead to cluttering, bad health, distractions, the decaying of your mind, underdeveloped relationships with individuals both in your personal life and within your business life. While instant gratification feels good in the moment, we all know that those things do not last. Overindulging in food, alcohol, drugs, and technology can seem harmless. If you order Uber Eats today, there's no problem with it. But if you order Uber Eats today, and then in two days you order Uber Eats, and then in three days you're on Postmates, and then on, on the next week you're on Dine Dash, this can create an obsessive and a very dependent addiction overall. Like you can literally become addicted to ordering out. You can become addicted to social media. You can become addicted to trying to always find the easy way. 
One of the things that we have to understand is in all things, we must be mindful. In all practices, you must be mindful. In all actions, you must be mindful. Now, do not get me wrong. Urges are a part of life. They just simply are. But while we all experience urges, when we're driving and somebody cuts us off, we experience the urge to be upset. Or when we walk past some dessert and we're on a diet, we all experience urges to cheat on our diet. However, we have to understand that it is upon us, it is upon you, it is upon me, that we actively deny those urges. We all want things. We all desire things. But we have to practice self-delay gratification. And the key thing about that is self-delay. A lot of times as an adult, the only person, the most important person that's going to govern you is to govern yourself. So you have to develop will and develop a grit about you that you can practice self-delayed gratification. You have to train your brain to wait. It's funny thing about instant gratification, we see it all the time in young children. A young child wants what they want, when they want, how they want. And it doesn't matter the story that's behind it. And it doesn't matter if it's for their best entry. And it doesn't matter for the, if it's for their best health. A child will follow that urge and do everything within their power to achieve that instant gratification. And oftentimes as parents, we have to sit that child down or we have to reprimand that child or we have to restrict that child in order to practice that delayed gratification. However, if you were to deny yourself, you will be able to achieve greatness at the end. Like I was saying before about the Uber Eats and the Postmates. If you are on a diet or if you are on a weight loss journey or if you are on a journey to get in better physical condition, then you probably should delete your food apps. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these apps that are able to click a couple buttons and food gets to your front door, that they're all unhealthy or that they're all not great. However, we do know that when we go on our Uber Eats, it's going to suggest the food that's in the area. And oftentimes, that food is not the healthiest. And don't you be a person who has ordered Uber Eats before. It's going to suggest the food that you ordered according to the algorithm. So if you're on a diet, you need to delete those apps so then... It allows you to make sure that you are actually sticking to your overall diet plan, which then makes sure that you are continuing on that journey and progressing. And even though you not eating out on Monday might be something small, if you cannot eat out on those Mondays and you combine that together with months and months of doing the other things you're supposed to do, that could be the make or break between you getting into that shape or or establishing that figure that you want that you've been searching for. Investing in one's own future is underrated. It is. Like we we have to learn from our past, live in the now, but we also need to plan for the future. And developing focus and mindfulness is a skill that has to be practiced often, day in and day out, day in and day out. And it is 
One of those skills is the ability to delay gratification, the ability to be like, you know what, I could do such and such, but that's not going to help me in my long-term goal, so I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to stick to the path that I've set myself on because I know that the prize at the end is great. I believe that this is the key to balance, and we must all be able to enjoy life. However, we have to enjoy life without overindulging and making decisions that would have a negative impact on our long-term success, on our long-term plan. We have to be able to know when to stop, when to say no, and not to say no unto others, but when to say no to ourselves, and when to tell ourselves to stop. Because if we only live through instant gratification, we're going to live a life that is going to be very hollow, that is going to be very chaotic, and that is going to have an ebb and flow that does not equate balance and harmony. Preparation or luck? How long should I stay dedicated? How long until opportunity meets preparation? That's one of my most favorite lines from Nipsey Hussle. And it's such a complex question because I think it's something that we as human beings deal with each and every day. Trying to be dedicated, trying to prepare, and just trying to overall understand what we are supposed to be doing in this thing that we call life. Now... Preparation is an anticipation of something that is happening or that is going to happen. If you are ready for something to happen, you have the ability to seize the moment. You have the ability to maximize that opportunity. You have the ability to capitalize on that season or that situation Oftentimes in basketball, when you are not one of the starters, they always tell you, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready, because you never know when your moment is coming. And if you look at the history of basketball, some championships have been won, not due to the best players, but due to a player being ready and and seizing the opportunity. Um, One of the most famous players who may not necessarily have been the most talented or may not have necessarily been one of the best players on his team is Robert Ory. But Robert Ory has hit so many big shots for so many teams, helping them and sometimes causing them to win championships that I must say that his preparation to hit those shots, even though he might not have necessarily been a main focal point on the team, is nothing short of spectacular. Over the weekend, I was blessed to uh, watch a UFC fight and there was a fighter named Charles Oliveira who had been fighting in the UFC for 11 years before he had an opportunity at a championship fight. He had fought a grand total of 39 fights before he was able to win the championship goal by knocking out another fighter named Michael Chandler. Now, the average fight camp 
takes anywhere from two to four months. And if you think about a fight camp, this is a time when you have to be locked in and you have to be dedicated. This is a time where you are away from your family and away from your friends and away from your loved ones. This is a time where you are basically living in the gym, working on your technique, working on your style of fighting. This is also a time where you're dieting and you're fasting at an incredible disciplined way. And he had to do this for 11 years, 11 years of dieting, 11 years of fasting, 11 years of cutting weight in order to make sure that he was at the proper rate for the fight. However, his preparation and his dedication over 11 years paid off. And today, he woke up the UFC lightweight champion. I honestly feel that luck does not exist on its own or does not exist on its own merit. Was Jeff Bezos lucky when he created Amazon? Was Kevin Feige lucky when he was put in charge of Marvel? Was it luck that placed you in the position that you are currently in right now? My formula for luck is preparation plus opportunity plus action. You have to be in a constant state of readiness. One of the things when I was in the U.S. Army, they would always preach that you would always have to be ready because you never knew when it was going to be your time to deploy or when it was going to be your time to fight or when it was going to be your time to do something great. And this constant state of readiness is being prepared mentally. This constant state of readiness is being prepared physically. This constant state of readiness is being prepared emotionally. And within our business sector and our worlds, this constant state of readiness is being prepared financially. It is only then which opportunity, which I like to consider fate. And fate is wild. Fate is the power that is beyond human control. So, You do not control fate. I do not control fate. If you believe in God and you believe that he is the higher power, he often grants mercy unto those when they least deserve it or when they're not even expecting it. If you believe in a different higher power, it, it, whatever religion you want to go to, the one thing that we know is consistent is that fate is mysterious and it works on its own accord. And sometimes fate is granted to those who deserve it and other times fate is granted to those who we might feel don't deserve it. However, if you are in a constant state of readiness, if you are fully prepared, then you will have the ability to make the most of the opportunity in which fate has given you. Um, a perfect example of this is when you have been trying to develop a business or you're trying to do something, or even when you go to college, college is the preparation. Then you are actively seeking jobs. And when a job allows you to be interviewed, that's the opportunity. And then you take that opportunity and you go in there and you crush the interview. That's the action. And then that propels you to the job in which you didn't even realize. But those four, those eight, those 12 years of college was actually gearing you towards that situation. We are now coming out of the pandemic and a lot of the world is opening up. 
And we had a year plus to prepare ourselves for what we wanted to do that was different. You could have learned a new skill. You could have developed a new mindset. You could have done a bunch of things in your own personal life. And therefore, when you step out into this new world, this post COVID world, this post-pandemic world, there are going to be lots of opportunities. There are going to be opportunities in which you were preparing for, and there are going to be opportunities that may stumble across you. But if you are in a constant state of readiness, you will ultimately be able to better capitalize and better maximize on those opportunities. Because at the end of the day, we have to, as a people, always stay prepared because opportunities, they come and then they go. And a lot of times opportunities go faster in which they come. And the one thing you don't want to be doing is grabbing for opportunity that is no longer within your vicinity. So preparation, hard work, dedication, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Remember, to be more real, be more human, be more honest. Catch me next time as we continue to go under the armor.